Hey, this is Joe Palumbo of the Texas Rangers. You are listening to the Rangers Nation Podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast down in the bus leagues down in the bus leagues this is the first episode of down in the bus leagues we're going to actually have some stats and scores and news from down in the bus leagues and joining me today will be heath chriswell from the prospect times heath chriswell is going to join me right after this okay everybody welcome back to rangers nation's podcast the first full episode of down in the bus leagues. This is the first one. We had a preview episode of Down in the Bus Leagues telling you we were going to start doing this every week. So we are going to do Down in the Bus Leagues every week to talk all things minor league. And with me on the phone today is Heath Chriswell from theprospecttimes.com. And Heath and I are our new credentialed media at Frisco. Heath, welcome to the show, bud. So, Heath, I, I appreciate you, you having me on, started here. This is really cool that you and I – uh, we've, we've gone back and forth. We bannered on Twitter a few times and talked and really kind of got to know each other there. But uh, we went out and we were at Frisco Media Day. April 2nd was Frisco Media Day. And uh, I did not know at the time that, that Heath had gotten credentials also. And we, we met out there. And when we introduced, we were both like, holy cow, we've been going back and forth. So pretty neat for both of us. We're, we're first time uh, credentialed uh, media this year at Frisco. It's pretty neat, isn't it? It is, man. Um, I really didn't expect it to start the year off, really, to be honest. I just applied probably, I don't know, maybe a few weeks before the season had started and, you know, got yeah, approved. It's, it's so, really neat. And yeah, so it's we, pretty cool. And, and so before we get going, folks, I wanted to tell you kind of what happened. So uh, media day was April 2nd. The team was uh, for the, the Rough Riders. Uh, we're, we're technically and, – and I know through Ryan uh, – me, myself, I've already looked into this, but with Heath already being approved at Frisco, technically we could probably get approval at any level if we really want to. The problem is no other teams really play close to here um, where we are here in the Metroplex. But so Frisco had their media day April 2nd. Uh, we got contacted after we were approved, said we could come out there at about noon. Uh, the team was going to be taking pictures, and then we could talk to whoever we wanted afterwards. It was pretty neat, wasn't it? Absolutely, man. I got to talk to uh, quite a few players. Uh, Josh Altman, I, I interviewed and just basically asked him a couple of follow up yeah, questions. Real nice right guy. Um, you know, he. Yeah, well, we did a uh, an interview post with him. Um, it was on the other website at chriswellcc.com. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah he did. real I, nice I, guy. I, I saw you talking to him. I didn't get a chance. I. I actually had a requested to talk to the three-headed monster there uh, 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 with uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Hernandez and Brock Burke and, and Joe Colombo. But but then after that, you and I both, uh, we were there for the weekend series. And uh, that was a fun experience when we were trying to figure out what exactly do we do here um, as uh, credentialed media. And it was pretty neat to see the inner workings and where we got to go. Absolutely. I have – uh, honestly, I, I didn't know it was possible, but I have kind of a deeper respect for, you know, what goes on now, just because I've, 
got a little bit more, you know, behind the scenes look and it's, uh, it's yeah, just it, it, really and, cool. And we, we yeah. actually, Heath and I, uh, there's a, uh, for those that don't know, when you get into as media, since we are media there. So we, we go into the actual press box in the press box there where we are in Frisco. This is the setup in Frisco. Um, they actually have the official scorekeeper, which is an important job. And, and uh, we're sitting there watching the official score that was literally two feet in front of, of Heath and I. Um, and, and you got the official score, the guy that ran the scoreboard, uh, the guy that runs for a lot of y'all. If you follow the, the minor leaguers um, on your MIB, MILB app or on your uh, MILB.com, they have what's what's called game changer or uh, whatever that, that guy set right down there. So we got to kind of watch and the whole thing, those guys were really awesome. Those stats, they were running to the side. That was pretty cool also. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think, and you and I were, and we were, and we basically had access to anywhere we wanted. So we could go down into the stadium, go sit anywhere we wanted. We wanted to go see a little bit of uh the pitching and kind of see the ball moving behind the plate and with the credential you could go. It's really neat. So I think with the prospect times and with, uh, with uh, down in the bus leagues and that we'll, we'll get some good interviews this year. It'll be really neat to get out there and get to talk to some of these players. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent. Well, with that being said, we thought we'd share that with y'all. We're fired up as, as new uh, credential media. I thought we'd let's get into the, uh, the teams. And, and let me tell you what, for those that don't know, uh, you know, Heath and I are a little bit nerdy, so we're baseball nerds. We we, we do follow all of this, uh, you know, along with Tepid, if y'all follow Tepid or, or Jamie Newberg. Uh, Heath and I are kind of right in there with those guys, not not quite where they are, but knowing what they know, those guys are, are awesome to get stuff from. But um, so we kind of follow them all. The, the, the Rangers organization has four minor league teams playing right now. Uh, there are more that will play later, but they're not really playing games yet. So it starts out in low A Hickory, um, which is plays in the uh, South Atlantic League. Then you have the Down East uh, Wood Ducks. Down East plays in the Carolina League. That's high A. So you have low A. It's a full season. Uh, high A, which is uh, an advanced A, which is down East. Next level is double A, which where Heath and I are credentialed right now at the Frisco Rough Riders. Once you get to double A and triple A, from double A and triple A, there are guys picked right out of there that can be in Arlington at any time. They're, those prospects at AA and AAA are right there. You have players at, at uh, Frisco right now that are on the 40-man roster, um, and, and Nashville obviously has some 40-man roster uh, players, so it really doesn't take anything but a phone call to move them up and down the roster. So um, that, that's what we have. But, but, but the low A, um, Hickory Crawdads have gotten started off their season. Boy, they started off high. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I honestly I, I thought they probably would because they've got some some guys down there. Um but yeah, I believe they're eight and two right now. Yeah, yeah they have. They started off eight and two. And let me let me tell you what, and and although records are not important in the minor leagues, look, these coaches, uh the managers and the pitching coaches, these guys are put on pitch counts and, and all of that. So they are, you, you look, you're not going to get, uh, uh, you know, your, your, start, your starter isn't there to win the game. Your starter's there to pitch some innings, get some pitches, work on his stuff, and develop. But uh, starting off eight and two, there's some talent there. Absolutely. So anybody stand out to you? Uh, okay. So as far as 
pitching goes, I, this is kind of the the obvious choice, but uh, Hans Kraus um, is is my choice. Um, man, I'm in love with this dude. Um, Number one on Dallas Sports Nation top twenty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he uh, is one and zero in two starts. Uh, he allowed a one un- unearned run. He's only pitched 7.1 innings, and he's got 11 strikeouts as well. That is that is the big thing with him. So, so I've listened to Tepid talk about him. Uh, things that I'm hearing is this guy's – if he he's working his slider. His fastball is and, – and you and I kind of – the night that I was with Joe Palumbo's dad, and we kind of were hearing about this spin rate. I didn't really know what spin rate was. And they're talking that Joe Palumbo's spin rate in double A. We'll get to him later. Um, has a higher the higher the spin rate, the the more the ball kind of jumps on you. So it, it you've heard of these people talk about he's got an exploding fastball. Well, that means you know two guys throwing ninety three miles an hour, but one of them has a high spin rate. That ninety three mile an hour might come in like it's ninety seven because of the way it's exploding out of his hand. And so, but they say Hans Cross has the best fastball in all of baseball. I mean, in, in all of the uh, the best. Not that it's the fastest, but the best explosive fastball in all of the Rangers minor leagues. I believe it. I, I mean, I tell you, he's something else. Now, on another one that that hasn't done too bad is, and, and I don't know Jake well, but Jake Latz is uh, is another star. He's two and zero right now. He's already pitched ten innings, and he's got a point nine ERA, zero point nine ERA which means that he is not – he's given up one earned run in 10 innings um, over that. that. That's pretty incredible. Absolutely. I agree there. Yeah, so he, he he's done a good job. So there's a few of them down there that we'll keep an eye on. I think one of the ones that I was trying to look at, there's a, there's a reliever there that is supposedly – he might – Gary Rodriguez is another one we need to watch. Gary Rodriguez was on our top 20. Uh, what's Gary? Is he 1-0, I believe? Uh, he's uh, one and know He's got a zero. Yeah, he is. Zero point zero ERA. And and then uh, as far as the uh, the hitters go, um, they are one of the top prospects. And and guys, I'm going to tell you right now, this guy is climbing up the charts. There are people that say this, and uh, I heard Jamie Newberg say this that there are people within the Rangers organization that will privately tell you that this guy is the number one prospect in the organization, and that's Chris Cease, uh, the shortstop. Um, Chris has started out extremely hot. He is hitting 390 right now. He has got multiple – he started – he's got four doubles, one triple. Um, He's had 38 at-bats. He's already got 13 hits and five of them for uh, extra base hits, and he's sitting there with a 390 average, a – you know, an 890 ops and a 340, uh, it's 342 average, sorry, with a 390 on base percentage. I mean, look, 400 on base percentage, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. He's got uh, four stolen bases as well, so he's got some speed in there. Yeah, and I was hearing that about him too. And, and Julio Pablo Martinez is there, and uh, he's, a, he's a name to watch. He's one of our top prospects on Dallas Sports Nation. So that's another guy to watch. But let me tell you the one that, that has stuck out to me, and that's Sam Huff. And uh, for those that know Sam, don't know Sam Huff, he, he played at Hickory last year. He's a catching prospect. And so him and uh, Matt Watley are sharing the catching duties. And the way they'll do it 
in uh, in in Hickory. I saw Sam play last year. Sam's a big boy. He's six five, about two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, he's already hit three home runs. He's hitting two eighty nine. Um, he, he's got a you know he's got an eight ninety five ops. But this guy is is he he had a good first week. Yeah. So I also want to uh, mention too. Um, Curtis Terry as well. He's got three home runs and 14 uh, RBI and uh, hitting 375. No, I'm sorry. He's hitting 324, but his on-base percentage is 375. And he's got an ops of 1078 right now. Absolutely. That's a guy to watch, too. That guy is – so the deal with Curtis was – Curtis Terry was that he he is – some, he discovered something last year. He really struggled in, in uh, 17, uh, 2017. And in 18, mm-hmm. they kept him in extended spring, and they, they sent him back to that Northwest League, Spokane Indians, who will start up here in June. Uh, and uh, he was the MVP of that league. He hit 10 or led the league in home runs and average, really did well. Now, the only thing that sat in front of him, he was kind of older. So part of my thing was wondering whether or not he was going to end up in down east for his age. But what's mm-hmm. standing in front of him is Tyreek Reed. And we talk about him, we get to down east, uh, Tyreek Reed. But Curtis Terry, you're right. This kid is making people notice him. He's a big boy, too. He's a big kid. He's 200 and I think he's about 240 or 50 pounds. He's like 6'3", 6'4", big-bodied boy. And, uh, right. man, he has, he has started out great. And the other name to watch there that's gotten off to a good start is uh, Jonathan O'Neillis. Uh, he was uh, one of the top draft picks last year with Cole Wynn and them taking the fourth round. Unlike Cole Wynn and them, they're going to start out in Spokane this year um, after that thing they did last year. Uh, Ornelas is uh, uh, playing third base for Hickory. He's got one home run. He's already hitting 348. He's got a 423 on base percentage, a 988 ops. But he, he's another one to watch, and, and he's really started out good. Absolutely. Well, so let's go from there. Let's go over to Down East. This is the Class A team. What's the record of Down East so far? So I got them at seven and four. So that's two teams leading the league right now. I think actually Hickory may be in second at eight and two. I think there's an eight and one Delmarva or something. Yeah. Yeah, eight eight and two. Are you kidding me? Uh, That's crazy. Seven and four for Down East. Now this may – Down East may have the best lineup in all of the minor leagues. They have got some studs down there. I I think I would have to agree with you there. So I think a lot of the people, have you seen what Leote's done? He's been pretty hot. So he's playing a lot of center field there. He's hitting 395. He's already hit 395. He's got a 452 on base percentage. Uh, 474 slugging and 926 odds. I mean, this guy has had 38 at bats, got 15 hits. He doesn't have a lot of uh, extra base hits. So I, I think the word we need to hear from that is we need to try to find out whether or not um, that these are sharp base hits or those CNI singles or whatever. But I mean, the guy's, mm-hmm. he's proven a point. Everybody, he, this is his second year at Down East. He got held back. Uh, a lot of people wondered if he would, you know, that he needed, they thought he needed to be held back. Uh, the guy that got held back that surprised everybody was Anderson Tejada. You've seen his numbers? Oh, yeah. 
So he, he's hitting 395. They almost look similar if you look at those stats. 395, 452 ops. Anderson Tejada should have been, after the year he had last year, should have been in Frisco. People will wonder why he wasn't in Frisco. And I reached out to Jamie privately, Jamie Newberg, and said, hey, why is it Tejada going to be here in Frisco? And he said that he is learning to switch hit this year. And so yeah. that's why. Yeah, so that you heard about that? Yeah, I did. I I may have actually seen that from you. I don't know. I I heard it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and so that's that's why the only reason he's not here. But I tell you what, he's making a case. He went. He got two hits yesterday. He hit two home runs today, by the way. Tejada. Mm -hmm. He hit yeah. two home runs. But uh, yesterday he got two. He went two or three for three, something like that, and they were all from the left-hander. He's the shortstop. This is the guy. This guy right here, Tejada or uh, Chris Cease, the one that we were talking about in Hickory, those are two guys that I've heard do have the possibility of possibly moving Elvis Andrus off shortstop, maybe like a Michael Young deal, kind of move him over to third and these guys come up. So that's somebody to watch. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, so on the pitching side, you see who's leading them there. Well, on the pitching side, who I've been keeping an eye on is Tyler Phillips, man. Um, I'm sure he's getting everybody's attention, but uh, he does not walk anybody. That's that's really the main thing. Um, Those strikes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, pitched 12 innings, uh, uh, has allowed five hits, seven strikeouts, and, of course, no walks. And he's faced 37 batters so far. Hey, this guy might be the hottest pitcher in the minor leagues right now. He's not a strikeout guy, so he's not a guy. He's a contact pitcher. So I've heard mm. some reports on him that he is a legit four or five starter in a good team's rotation. This is a guy that will but, – but the main thing, the, the number one thing, he throws strikes, like you said. Exactly, right. So he, is, he heads that staff. And another name that we got to watch, I've heard Tepid talk about this guy. Uh, Jamie Newberg, not as much, but Tepid uh, on that team. Well, there's two. Well, the, well everyone knows about Demarcus Evans. Uh, Demarcus oh yeah. Demarcus Evans is the future closer. A lot of people think. Yeah. I think he's at two. He's only pitched about three innings. He's given up an earned run, uh, three in a in the third. But we need to watch this, uh, Emmanuel Clace, C L A C E, S E C L A S E. I don't know him. He's come onto my radar this year because of Tep and uh, Jamie. So you and I will keep up with this and watch this guy. He's uh, got a 0.0 ERA. He's pitched four innings and struck out six batters already. Apparently, this is yeah. a guy touching 100 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him before the night either. So, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for him. So so that's good. That's two teams. Uh, Hickory's eight and two. And we got Downey's seven and four. And then our team, our boys, and we can talk a little bit about what we've seen here because we have been to a couple of games, and that is the Frisco Rough Riders. And where are they standing right now? Eight and two. Man, I tell you what, I've been to a lot of Frisco games over the years. I know you have talked to me. You've been out there a few times too. I haven't seen a Frisco team uh, with an eight and two record in a long time uh, starting out this hot. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've only just started paying attention to the – like really paying attention to the minors within the last years since I've started my – Right. That was kind of a goal of mine is to, you know, stay more informed. 
But yeah, um, I agree. And I really didn't expect at least this hot of a start. I know it's still early, but I did not expect them to go eight too, especially with the offense clicking like it has recently. Yeah. And you know, in this lineup in Frisco is not littered with a lot of true actual major league prospects. There are some guys that I think can be on a major league roster. Uh, one of those exactly. that I've always heard about, like Michael DeLeon, he's only 22. This is his third year there, but this is a guy, he's already hitting 290 this year. This is a guy that they think could be a utility infielder down the line. But, man, what what do you say about Preston Beck, Charles LeBlanc? Uh, LeBlanc, these guys are tearing it up. Absolutely. I mean, I'd like to see uh, Beck get a shot in Arlington. I think it would just be one of those other – you know, another cool story with the, you know, guy from Dallas being able to play for his hometown team. Yeah, you know? local guy. That's what makes it amazing. It's a local guy, so that would be good. Yeah. But but if you're a Frisco guy, so I, I noticed that, that LeBlanc has played good. Yes, Beck has played good. You and I saw him. Of course, kind of the guy filling spots there is Profar's little brother, Jeremy. Um, Jeremy mm-hmm. is, is not playing bad. Look, he's a – He's a roster space is what he is. He has not probably legitimately got a, a shot at making the major league. I, I mean, somebody, maybe if he really caught fire, maybe he's one of these kids that's like a, cause I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but uh, uh, Nelson Cruz never really produced until he was 28 years old. Eight years old is when he really came onto the scene. He was one of these up and down minor leaguers that didn't do a lot. And then his, he got traded to the Rangers from the Brewers. He was an add-on in the trade. Uh, Brewers had him as a top prospect for years, and he wasn't producing. He wasn't doing anything. He comes over to Texas. Um, Texas DFAs him. They bring him in. He's got on the 40-man roster. They needed space. They designated him for assignment, and nobody picked him up and claimed him off waivers. He cleared. He went to Oklahoma City at 27 or 28 years old and hit 31 home runs and got called up. And then that's when Nelson Cruz became Nelson Cruz. So yeah, that he's been on fire since. <laughs> yeah. So that's what maybe someone like a Profar or an Altman or a DeLeon, these younger kids, there's you're, you're pulling for the, I know you're pulling for Altman. He's just seems to be a really sweet guy. Yeah. He, he's a nice guy. And, and he's one of the players that we've interviewed as well. And, and that's, probably really one of the main reasons why I'm pulling for him but I just you know it's it is cool to know somebody that you know started off in the lower league and then now got promoted you know to double right. a uh, this year so yeah I'm keeping an eye on him he's he's gotten a, a few hits uh, recently but uh, he had played I think several games where he just you know wasn't able to get any hits but I think he's got three hits now, and he's yeah, only he's hitting one sixty-seven. But yeah. yeah, he hadn't been on up every day, so. Well, he's got some potential power too. So you said didn't he hit twenty last year? Yeah, and his his high before last year had been in, and so he really found something in his swing. I believe it was that, uh, and he hit twenty, so he doubled his career high last year. Wow. So, okay, well, and so from there, we, what we really have to go to, honestly, is uh, we've got to go to the three-headed monster. Um, anybody that's following t- three, Frisco hasn't had this many top prospects uh, it, it, that are this close to being 
major leaguers since probably back when Elvis Andrus was starting shortstop for them, and they had uh, a few of them. You, you had people like uh, Neftali Feliz on that roster uh, and, and Elvis Andrus. But the, we legitimate major leaguers that legitimately could be in the major leagues this year in that three-headed monster, Jonathan Hernandez, Joe Palumbo, and Brock Burke. Yes, sir. And all of them, not bad. Uh, Hernandez is 1-0 and with a 2.53 ERA. He's had about 10.2 innings pitched right now. He struck out 12 and in 10 innings. Um, uh, the big guy that's that, that I think the one they think might be on the closest path, though, is Joe Palumbo. And uh, he, he hasn't won a game yet. He got – I don't know. If, did you watch kind of what happened to him yesterday? I didn't watch it. I'd seen uh... – what happened or just that looked at the box score. So I, I don't really know how it so, ended up happening. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, yesterday he ended up giving up uh, uh, five earned runs yesterday. And so, but my understanding is something happened at the beginning of the game. He kind of got off. Maybe he, he couldn't control the fastball. Something happened. Uh, some people started squaring him up. He got a few hits, but he settled in and ended up going another three or four innings of shutout and retired the last seven or eight in a row. And I think the number that people need to look at, because you can't look at wins and losses and ERA. His ERA is 4.35 right now. Look at the innings he's pitched, 10.1, and look at his strikeouts, 15. Uh, This is a strikeout guy. This guy, so you and I were up there. Remember when Palumbo's dad was with me and he came up there and they said his spin rate on his fastball was averaging somewhere around 2,700 RPMs. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's and, what the guy said. And so I thought it was crazy um, when Tepid told me that when I said that's what they told us. And he goes, are you sure? He thought maybe that was the curveball. But now mm-hmm. Tepid has confirmed because he's since gone since you and I have been there and talked to the guy who said, yeah, he did. That's what it was. And Tepid said with, a, with that kind of a spin rate on a fastball, this guy – this guy's that's amazing that's the league the major league average of spin rate on your fastball for the major league average is 2500 and this guy's yeah i was looking at that mm-hmm. exactly this, that that is fantastic so and 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 you and i uh uh talked with joe's dad uh really nice guy uh, i ended up spending a few innings with him that night and talking to him wrote a little story about it but such a nice that guy. story was amazing about well, thank you very much. But he, he had a oh, oh, Joe Senior is pretty nice guy, wasn't he? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like you said, I didn't really talk to him a whole lot, but he was very nice. Um, but yeah, your story was incredible. It was. It's pretty interesting. If you haven't seen it, you can go to DallasSportsNation.com dot com um, and, and 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 read that. Uh, but really good guy. The other one, you, uh, I was there for opening night. I don't think you got to go opening night. You were there for the weekend series and uh, brought Burke. Uh, ended up uh, there. He still got a 0.0 ERA. Um, uh, he took the loss that night. He's 0-1. He's got a – he's hurt. Uh, got a blister on the finger. I think you broke that. Or you broke it for me uh, when you said Burke to the DL. And I was like, oh, no. I mean, I, you know what came over me. I think the blood probably all rushed to my feet immediately. <laughs> well, God did me too because I really didn't know what, uh, what it was for. Yeah. You know, so – 
Um, but yeah, I had just seen the, you know, the email that had come through and I, I couldn't believe it. You know, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, no, um, your tweet, your tweet came. <laughs> so I, so I'm like, hey, give everybody your Twitter account, because uh, if you want up to date, both of him and I are always trying to tweet stuff as we see it. Tell your Twitter account. Uh, prospect times. So it's at prospect at Pros- times. You got it. At prospect times. Guys, you need to go follow Heath and do that. Between Heath and I, we, we get stuff out as we see it. We're already bantering back and forth a lot. And and uh, you need to go to at Prospect Times or at Ranger Nation Pod, either one. Uh, and, and Heath and I, will, will we put out stuff as we hear it. And we're going to be at games a lot. Um, but when you did that, I mean, you, you tweeted it out and it alerted me. And it said, uh, it said, Brock Merck to the seven-day DL. And I'm like, what in the world? No, you know, no, this can't be happening. And I think uh, I ended up texting Ryan, who was the uh, the play-by-play guy there. Uh, you and I've met Ryan. Yeah. You people need to listen to the the Frisco play-by-play. Ryan Ryan Rulliard's the play-by-play guy. And the media uh, he, he is in charge of the media at Frisco Rough Riders. A wonderful guy. And texted me right back pretty quick and said, "Oh, he's got a blister on his finger." That was some good news. <laughs> That is good news. Yeah, I, I had a, a sigh of relief after that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that so, <laughs> in fact, it scared me more because <clears throat> when I did it, I, I went to Tep and went, why is he on the seven-day DL? And he was like, and his answer was, you know, sometimes with a new starter, they'll do a seven-day DL because they want to give him rest or do that. And he wasn't sure yet uh, what it was. But, uh, the, yeah, a, a blister, they're just going to protect this guy is what they're going to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, Hopefully so, one that so lingers. yeah, exactly. Those fingers develop those. That's weird. I guess it's because probably the slider or the curve, because there's a lot of pressure they put on it. I wasn't a pitcher. Yeah. Um, if I no, was a pitcher, I gave away a lot of souvenirs. <laughs> uh, so okay, so now on to the one, the one minor league team playing right now that has not got off to the hottest start, and that is. Triple A, and that's the Nashville Sounds. New first year in Nashville. Been to this stadium actually. It's a pretty neat stadium. Um, I went out there last year when when uh, the Triple A affiliate for the Rangers was uh, the Round Rock Express. The wife and I drove out and went and caught them. We were going to West Virginia for a little week vacation to kind of get away, and uh, stopped in Nashville. Caught Round Rock. Loved the stadium. Uh, uh, Levi Weaver wrote a wonderful story about it if you're not a part of the athletic you need to join it i think it's nine dollars a month but he wrote a wonderful story about nashville and if it, it you know it's not that hard a trip for somebody that wants to have a little weekend getaway go up to nashville it's probably about a nine hour drive maybe 10 stay for the weekend and uh and go see that 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 stadium is something to see it's really cool right there near downtown nashville it's really neat but this team where are we sitting right now he we're at three and eight <laughs> so uh, as but, far as the standings i don't know i just know that they're at three and eight right yeah now. i'm hearing some good things uh i am hearing some good things uh taylor taylor hearns there um he has started three games he's got a 3.86 era he's got 14 innings um 14 innings with 20 strikeouts so that's something to behold but to, something's not there yet he's walked seven so in 14 innings he, he's look this guy is without yeah. a doubt uh, a future big leaguer, but this is a good place for him. He's, he's, he's a, this is a good place for him to figure some things out. 
Right. And so if you look at though, did you see who's kind of caught fire here lately on the bats? Willie. Yeah, and that's who I had picked out, to be honest with you. He had a real slow start. He was walking, um, but wasn't getting the hits, and now he's at uh, 286. Yeah, so he, and, and he's that's a, a huge improvement. That means he's been hot the last four or five games. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's got eight walks, only five strikeouts in 42 at And bats. a couple of dingers here in the last couple of days, too. So he's got some extra base hits. Exactly. Really starting to figure it out. Um, you know, last year yeah. he slumped pretty heavy after he got sent down. Uh, for the start of the year, he kind of slumped and then finally picked it up and really played well by the middle to the end of the year. He's not letting that set this year. He's He slumped there that first few days, but now it looks like uh, Willie's going, you know what? This isn't, it, I'm going to make you guys consider me. Another guy that I'm, I'm really got an eye on is Carlos Tochi. Yeah. 279 right now. That's a guy that's already hit a home run. Um, you know, he had a great spring. Uh, and last year he was on the major league roster, so we could keep him. But uh, that guy is, that's another guy that's on fire uh, right there is Tochi. And look, Tochi's fast. And if, if, uh, the Shields doesn't get it together, they have to take a hard look at what's happening down in AAA. Yeah, you you would think so. I, I'm I'm a Shields guy. Um, I love him. You know, I I do too. I mean, real nice guy, but his speed, and of course, I know you mentioned it, Tochi's got some speed as well, but um, if the Shields can just get the bat, you know, just even a, a little bit better, He's got the speed. I mean, you know, a normal uh, yeah. ground ball out for someone can be a hit for him, you know. So, I mean, I'm not asking him to hit home runs or anything, but, uh, you know, right. just uh, get a few more hits here and there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just a DeShields guy. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm a, here's what DeShields does that I really like. He sees a lot of pitches. That is a that is a guy that has an eye for the ball. He he does. And he's been in a little bit of a funk. He kind of came out of it today. He won the game for him today. Um, he really did. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's, but and that's great for him. I'm glad he's doing it. Uh, but no, that is a guy right there that sees a lot of pitches. This guy is is flat out. Uh, he he will work a count and he will strike out looking on you because if he doesn't think it's a strike, he. He'll strike out looking. He he gets up there. Not, if he can if he can convert that into barreling up the ball and putting it in play, he could be. I mean, look his his defense really changed last year. He improved so much on defense last year. So this is the guy that we can do that. Well, okay. Well, that's that's basically you know Jose Trevino's not started off real well. I really want to see that guy get going. Because um, I think he, yeah, I, I think he'll be up catching a little bit this year. He's on the forty-man roster. You, with a year like it is, eventually one of your catchers probably needs a break, and might you know you know you might need to bring someone up to eat some innings. Eli White was another guy. That, he started mm-hmm. off slow. He was part of that Profar trial. He's only hitting two hundred, um, but they rave about this guy. He didn't have a great spring, but apparently just an amazing athlete. I think they've just thought that this guy could be something. He's a an absolute beast athlete is what they're saying. So, but that's that, that's it. And anything else you want to talk about uh, on the, on the minor leagues, but that, that is where we are right now in this first week. 
Um, all the teams are, are playing well. Uh, Nationals actually done well the last couple of games, uh, but man, these other te- the the from Frisco down, they're hot. They're playing good. Absolutely, yeah, they're playing some good baseball. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, and so, well, uh, folks, that's that's the minor league of down in the bus leagues this time. Um, I wanted to thank Heath. I really appreciate you coming on here and and doing this. We'll have to get together and do this some more. I'm going to try to do one every week. I want you to come on as much as you can, and uh, we'll see how schedules work out. We're definitely going to see each other at the ball field. Oh, absolutely. I would like it, and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, y'all, uh, once again, we're going to do it one more time. Heath, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, for all of those that have been a part of this one, like I say after every article, like I say at the end of every episode, nerd out. Shutterbox beer.